Martin. Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Jobber Talk with Martin. Welcome to Jobber Talks PWR Live Suplex Sunday Review by yours truly. So, I just want to give a uh, small shout out to my friend Migs because this is my version. Um, he will give his take, his version of PWR Live Suplex Sunday when we meet in the next few weeks. So, in anticipation of a Jobber Talk slash Heckler's Row review, we got regular Jobber review right now, baby. Yeah, I know you guys are disappointed, cause I got a runny nose and I'm still not recovered from last weekend's sickness. If anyone noticed me last Sunday, yeah, I was like down in the dumps, not a hundred percent, but hell, I came there to watch wrestling. And nothing's gonna stop me from that. Nothing's gonna stop me from writing it. Nothing's gonna stop me from doing this podcast. Except maybe, you know, bad internet connection and upload rates and all that technical stuff aside. Anyway, let's start with our review, right? So we start off our review on the pre-show. Like, I love how it opened up with Canto Terror, the uh, Siga of Cantotina Street in Mandaluyong City, which is coincidentally, geographically located very near Pioneer. Very near Unilab, so, you know. Who else to open the show but the guy who's kind of kayfabably near the event venue itself? So, we got a open challenge. We are surprised to see Trabajadors Uno and Dos roll out a big giant poobah of a Trabajador who calls himself Trabajador Supremo. Now, in previous episodes of Jobber Talk, I've been saying that Trabajadores might be a wrestling family who has wrestling in their tradition from generation to generation. I guess I was mistaken because apparently the Trabajadores are more than that. Apparently, they are a secret society who are attracted to the light. Not only are they attracted to the light, but they are calmado. Calmado. Very calmado. Hence why they lose a lot. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah. We finally find out the origin story of the Trabajadores. And if you want my feedback on it, I love that. I'm gonna ask Mix and the others about that soon. Because I love this. This is something I did not expect PWR to address this soon. So, big props to... Trabajador Supremo and the rest of the PWR creative staff who thought of that idea. Since there's new Trabajadores around, Canto Terror faced Trabajador Maximo, who looks like Mushroom Burger Guy. It only took one Lakastama and a pinfall, and Canto Terror is back on the winning track in PWR. And yeah, all is well, all ends well. Maybe in the next. PWR event Terminus. Not only will we see the return of Maximo to get revenge on Canto Terror, we might see uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, up to Trabajador, double X. Yes. 
hopefully we'll have most of the Trebahodores in the 20-man Path of Gold match. That's my wish list. Oh gosh, I'm spoiling the review. So let's go to the second match. It's a uh, Delirium guy. Yeah, his name's Dax Javiera. He will be in singles action against... Ooh, he's gonna face the Apocalypse. Yeah, he's facing the Apocalypse, so you know it's gonna be a losing uh, battle. But young Dax proved his mettle. He was, you know, as scared as he was, he tried his best, but it's the Apocalypse, so you know you're gonna lose. Because he's that damn dangerous in the ring, and he's gonna kick your butt. So, one curb stomp-like thingy move later, Apocalypse wins... Dan tries to get in his way, Delirium tries to double-team him, Apocalypse death belts the hell out of both of them, end of story. Now let's go to the main show. Alright, okay, the first match I'm gonna tell you that I liked, well, that I enjoyed, is the tag team match player between the YOLO twins and the Punk Dolls. What did I tell you guys about this match? I picked the Punk Dolls to win, and they did. Very, very entertaining match. A very, very good mic time with the YOLO twins, Martivo and Robin. Like, the YOLO twins tried to dissuade the two people to, Hey, since you guys are physically inferior to us, how about a dance-off? You know, I think the YOLO twins would have won that. Seeing that one of the twins are very good in dancing. Maybe both of them are good in dancing. Yeah, uh, that's still a losing battle for Martivo and Robin if they agreed to it. But Martivo and Robin won in very good fashion, a out-of-nowhere victory. Maybe this will be a best out of three matches, I, I don't know. All I know is this is a good setup for YOLO Twins and Punk Dolls to have a return match. While Mark DiManalo is storyline injured and Kanto Terror might be trying to resuscitate or trying to have that good singles run while MDM is off the shelves. Next match. Well, let's not talk about the next match. Let's talk about the next segment. My favorite segment is the Sona, the State of the Network address with James Idol Martinez, with Chino Ginto and this new guy, Fanny Serrano. I mean, Alexander Belmonte III. You know, uh, it's a nice introduction to AB3, I guess. He, he's good on the mic. Okay. Um, compared to the last guy, Bruno. Yeah. And this is me being objective about this. Um, yeah, this Belmonte has some nice mic chops and I can't wait to see him have more mic time. I mean, Idol is gold on the mic. Chino is good on the mic. Uh, this Belmonte character might have more mileage in the next shows if they hand him the rock. I, I mean the mic. You know what I mean. And lo and behold, after explaining where Bruno is, basically they have no idea where he is. He just went and ran away, storyline-wise. Ralph Imabayashi comes in the ring, disturbs them, says... Uh, now I know this is three on one, but I didn't come out here just to get my butt kicked. 3 to 1. So here's my friend, Rhetoric Mahaba. We now have a new duo that is tailor-made to run amok in PWR, destroy the network, maybe destroy the remnants of the uh, Royal Flush, if that's even a living entity right now. We'll talk about that later. 
So Mahaba and Ibabayashi is now called MTNH. Mahabang ng Hapon. I think that's right. Uh, for me, I <laughs> the biggest highlight here is how Rhetoric Mahaba used the crowd chants in the Unila Bayanihan Center to his advantage. Like someone was chanting Oni-chan. He said, Ah, yes. I am an Oni-chan. I am a noble warrior or something like that in Japanese. And he is in many ways Japanese because he does the code of Bushido or something like that. For the second straight PWR show I'm watching, Rhetoric Mahaba goes to show how good he is on the mic as well as one of PWR's top talkers. This leads into a tag team match, player, that Alexander Belmonte accidentally accepts. It's a very hilarious tag team match because, hey, the network, hey, Rhetoric Mahaba. It's, it was back and forth. There was this one point that Idol went in the ring just to give Rhetoric Mahaba a random plate of food or a random box of food. I have no idea where that came from. Actually, I do have an idea where that came from, but we'll talk about that in our, in our second version of PWR Live Suplex Sunday review podcast. Okay. More on that when it happens. So what can I say? Idol wins. Sadly, Idol loses because Belmonte loses it for the network after an assisted sonic rusher on Belmonte by Rhetoric and Ralph Imabayashi. I am so stoked to see this tag team move in the future for PWR, like for Terminus and next year. Who knows what kind of tag team matches Mahaba and Imabayashi will have. Maybe against the network? Okay. Maybe against the Yolo Twins? Hell yes. Maybe against the Trabajadores? All of the Council of Trabajadores? Maybe it's a heel turn for the Trabajadores? Mm-hmm. Uh, next match I want to talk about is one of my favorite, most highly anticipated matches of PWR Live. I am talking about The Streak versus Riot. It's Nintendo versus Cave and Skull. The Streak will happen if Nintendo loses again. And Riot will happen if he'll win. Um, I like how Nintendo used the social media page to say a row of certain hecklers said if he wins they'll riot he used that to his advantage and bam what happens one of PWR Live's most anticipated matches of that Sunday that's what happens we have a riot uh, if Nintendo wins will riot sign we have a Nintendo Lives Matter sign and that's how over it went. So yeah, good job on marketing the match, Nintendo. That was awesome. And it made me root for Nintendo because, hell, this guy has been on a losing streak as long as Sandata's last year. If you recall, after Sandata got his first singles victory just this year against Joey Bax, he started to get on a roll. Nintendo won here via his chokeslam after a long stretch of losing since PWR Live 2 in iAcademy. That's been a year. Actually, it has been a year since Nintendo hasn't won in a PWR ring, be it 
main show or pre-show or APCC show. Is this where the tides turn for Nintendo? I say, hopefully yes, because these guys have to capitalize on Nintendo's momentum now. The guy has put too much work. I mean, we have seen him, we have seen him shed weight. We have seen him do some more moves off his repertoire. I heard he did that pause thing in APCC. Maybe he would pull that off in Terminus, maybe in the Path of Gold. Maybe he'll be one of the final four in the Path of Gold. Who knows? I believe this is the turning point for Nintendo. Congratulations on your first win for 2016, Nintendo. This might be the start of the Nintendo push or the Nintendo run. More leveling up to do at the end of 2016 and on to 2017 for Nintendo, no doubt. If there's none... God damn it, guys, don't waste this win. Do not waste it. Now, speaking of one of my most anticipated matches, if it was Streak versus Riot last match, to this match is gonna be Dicks Out versus Feelings. Or Dicks with Feelings. Why? It's the PHX title match. It's Sandata versus Main Max. And Sweet Christmas, like Luke Cage. Man, this, this match, I was like, I was dizzy as hell. I was already... But this match got me up to a whole nother level again. I mean, Main Max and Sandata pulled off a clinic. Lots of false finishes, lots of close calls, uh, good submission maneuvers. Both men were doing some hard striking. Um, that was... Um, oh, God. I can't describe it. All I can say is this is one of my favorite matches of the night, of the day, because it started around 3 p.m., not at night. <laughs> Very good finish. Like, we were about to say Frankensteiner or a Hurricane Rana from the top corner by Sandata to Main Max, but Main Max, midway, made a sit-down powerbomb. Unless it's a sit-down Blitzkrieg, I couldn't notice if he had his hands on the troth of... Sandata while he both men were descending so you know you can correct me in the comments below or on the comments below my Facebook timeline when I post this show after the match we saw P to the V laying the smackdown on his former dual shock mate um, main max tried to pull out PV from Sandata but you know PV wouldn't take that so he Pete agreed main max after he kicked him to the groin like a good heel should. So what does this mean for the, you know, Royal Flush? It's only Sebastian, PV, and Max. And now PV just pedigreed Max. What's going to be Sebastian's reaction on the main event? What I know is, main Max has feelings. Uh, I like the bits and segments of main Max drinking the cocoa, Vita cocoa thing <laughs> and offering it to the referee. That was hilarious. And I loved that he was very caring to some of the members of the audience, even giving one random guy, yeah, one random dude from the audience, a chance to have the PHX title on his shoulders for just a few seconds. That's how you know how big Main Max cares for everyone in the Revel Nation. Okay, let's go on to the next segment before I, uh, before I give away who that guy is. He who must not be named for now. 
Okay, because the next match we got is a Mr. C segment, player. It is talking about the Path of Gold trophy. He has it with him on his hands when he entered the ringside and he announced the Path of Gold 2016. Now, this is one of the most interesting matches and it's one of the most elaborate matches we have in PWR. Originally, it was a 10-man battle royale where you can pin, submit, or disqualify your opponents to eliminate them. Yeah, now it's going to grow to 20. And it's going to be 20 men and women. So, obviously, who are the women? Robin and Crystal. Right now, we confirmed it's Crystal who's going to be one of the competitors. But, hey, come on. Let's have Robin in there. I think she's going to kick some ass. But I hope we can get a third lady in by Terminus. And, um, yeah, who else? Uh, the confirmed guys are Chino Ginto. Yeah, we said Crystal. We said, yeah, who else? Imabayashi, Mahaba, and maybe Idol, because Idol wins anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. And speaking of Crystal, it's Crystal vs. Sausage Part 2. And right off the bat, Crystal was kicking Peter Versoza's butt from pillar to post. Man, she was feisty. She was ready to fight. I didn't watch Renaissance, so I didn't know how uh, Max and Crystal started. But off the gates, Crystal was kicking Peter Versoza's butt. It was so glorious. It's nice to see PV getting his comeuppance for bullying this girl named Crystal throughout the years well throughout one year already as of november of 2016 i don't know you get the idea yeah like the certain spots um crystal was cranking up the submission holds pv was being this disgusting doing the the hip thrusts in the face of crystal which drew a lot of booze and then did that chest slap thing on a woman's chest area which is kind of foul in a way already you know, that's like good heel heat for Peter Versosa. The finish was kind of nice. It had like a little, it had like a little karmic retribution on Peter Versosa, who Peter greed main Max. So while the referee was out cold, main Max came in and blitzkrieg the butt out of Peter Versosa for Crystal to recuperate in the match. She didn't get the pinfall after the Blitzkrieg. Instead, she had to do one of her new finisher. It's a, I think it's called Eat Defeat. <laughs> that was punny. Yeah, it's called Eat Defeat, according to Smart Henry. And yeah, she won her first singles match in PWR. That was awesome. I mean, after her, after her APCC win in a tag team match with Martivo and Robin and I think maybe a day one or three match I didn't see. You know, Crystal is now in the winning record. In the winning, winning column. The winner's column. Yeah, that's what you called winner's column. So let's see who's going to be at the same winner's column in the tag team match of Fighters for Hire and Mike Madrigal. Now, this was hilarious because while Mike Madrigal was trying to explain who his partner was... Initially, he was joking that, oh, I can't find a tag team. Hey, can we form a faction, guys? And then he flips open the bird, flips a can of birds on uh, Fighters for Hire and said, P.I. Nyo, 
Of course, my tag team partner ko, and then he jokes that it's Poch because everyone in the crowd was chanting Poch for partner. <laughs> I mean, if that would have happened, that would have been epically awesome. Sadly, it wasn't Poch Estrada who was uh, Mike Madrigal's partner as most of us wanted it to be. Instead, we had Tito Joey's long-lost Tito cousin, Vlad Sinsik. So the start of the matches was uh, a Tito battle. It was Vlad versus Joey. Very, very hard-hitting matchup between all four guys. How hard-hitting? You could feel the clotheslines or the strikes they made. Especially when Rosales got in the match and did a very hard clothesline on Mike Madrigal. You could feel it from the end of the row, from the back row of the Unila by Anihan Center. It was that brutal. It was that suplexy. It had a suplex Sunday chance after Rosales did a lot of German suplexes on Mike Madrigal and even one on Vlad Sinsik. So yeah. It was as advertised. It really had a lot of suplexes, people, on a Sunday, no doubt. But if you wanted to know who won this match, no one won the match because it ended in a double countout. It was funny when Vlad Sinsek had the chance to just stay in the ring and wait for the count of 10 for him to win. But he was like, wait, wait, no, let's not end it this way. Then he runs towards the ropes and does a splash, which was epically awesome. I can't wait to see these four guys tangle again, maybe as early as Terminus. Because it's gonna be a new tag team division now with Mike Madrigal and Vlad Sinsek on board. We already have them. Now we have Ralph Imobayashi and Roderick Mahaba officially as a tag team in PWR canon. Unless we can count APCC as PWR canon. Okay, let's count it as PWR canon. Canon. Next match is everyone's favorite match to be divided on is Chino Ginto versus Chris Panzer. So Panzer had the ladies, Chino had the men. No kidding. Everyone was chanting Chino, 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 pa. The whole day, even during the state of the network address where Idol says, Why are you getting chants? Downline kalang. <laughs> you know, that's how over Chino is to the crowd. Uh, or how endearing he is to the crowd that he can get himself divided in a match between one of the hardest heartthrobs of PWR to date, Chris Panzer. So yeah, I, I liked how he, how Chino made his entrance. It may or may not be intentional, but he accidentally almost crotched himself on the ropes upon, ropes upon entry. <laughs> and then he demanded the referee to go near him and assist him in leaving the ropes. That was grade A comedy right there by Mr. Ginto. Uh, Chris Panzer again needed this match to win after quote-unquote choking on a lot of previous matches when he cost Mr. C his job. It is time to break the losing streak of Chris Panzer. And he did. Uh, it was a very nice match. If you thought Sandata main max had a lot of false finishes, this one had a lot of false finishes. I thought it would have been over after the gold digger stomp because the Panzer strike was there, but there was a gold digger stomp and it was almost a near fall, but a uh, Panzer strike plus El Guerrero combo later, it was Panzer back in the winning track. 
Now, I won't spoil what happened to the main event. I'll spoil it in a few minutes. Was this supposed to be Chris Panzer's number one contendership match-esque for the PWR Championship? Maybe, maybe not. But with his win, I hope it gives him back to that area where he can contend for the top prize of PWR. Especially if it's going to be John Sebastian who will win. And now let's go to the Bacolod Bull Rope match of John Sebastian and JDL. So the rules of this match are as follows. There's no disqualification. There's no count outs. There's no submissions. Only way to win this is if you get your man on the mat and you pin him for the one, two, three. Simple as that. Well, you also have to be strapped on a Bacolod bull rope where there is a cowbell in the middle of said bull rope. That's what makes it complicated. The match was fairly, fairly good and brutal. I enjoyed this matchup so much. Um, not because of the cowbell. Okay, fine. The cowbell was a very big factor as to why I love this match. No, but it was very nice addition to it. And let's just say Dusty Rhodes would have loved it, baby. Yeah, all that cowbell, cowbell action going on. Um, just like Crystal, it was the good guy here in JDL that started off strong. Uh, he used the cowbell, he used the ropes to his, uh, his advantage until Sebastian started to fight back, use it to his advantage at ringside. Overall, you know, let's skip to the good parts. There's a lot of good parts, so I can't skip it. They fought to the crowd. I mean, now he set up John Sebastian sitting down and he does that flying clothesline thing. That was amazing. Near Heckler's row. Near my row. Um, I was two rows behind. Thankfully, I didn't get damaged or broken. Um, what can I say? Um, very nice spots. Um, how he got pulled off the top rope by John Sebastian using the ropes. How he pulled off John Sebastian to from the top rope and then he super kicks him in the face that was nice uh the ending well okay fine low blow fine because he's the bad guy so that was okay okay for me in the first place because john sebastian's a bad guy it's okay to low blow and then he did a kill shot through the cowbell after okay after he tombstone pile driver jdl now that's some brutal ass kicking in the face, in the head. So after the event, we found out that through PWRCentral.com, JDL is out indefinitely with a concussion. How does that translate to Terminus? That happens in a couple of weeks because we have a confirmed date of December 3rd as Terminus 2016. That's less than four months away, uh, four weeks away. Heck, that's even just three weeks away if you count this day. Then again, I'm not good at math. I have yet to graduate in the PhD course of Scott Steiner Mathematics. Yeah, I said Mathematics. Genetic Freakonomics. So yeah, how does that translate to Terminus with 
JDL out indefinitely and someone has to fight John Sebastian for his first title defense at Terminus, that should be someone. That someone should be JDL. But now I guess that is put to question due to the injury, the concussion, if you will, of JDL. No, the point here is this is the day that finally John Sebastian has broke the glass ceiling. He is now the top dog of PWR. He is now the champion. Now, I'll go on the record to say that he is your wrestling god and savior. It's hard to roll off the tongue. But hell, I know how great this guy is in the mic. How great this guy is in the ring. This is gonna work, people. And I am very stoked. I am looking forward to see... John Sebastian's reign at the top of the PWR mountain. I mean, sky's the limit right now if we are going to have people turn face like Main Max. Of course they hugged it out, of course they had a title toast, so on so forth, inside the ring after Sebastian won. But remember, this is the same Main Max that cared for Crystal, that had sportsman-like behavior with Sandata, that just choked bomb the living lights out of Peter Versosa. Now, how's that gonna translate to Terminus? Will the friendship sour out when gold is on the line? Will we see a champion versus champion on Terminus with Main Max versus John Sebastian? Hmm, one must wonder. Maybe we will. Overall, I love the show. Um, this is the first time in a PWR live event show that the top prize, the PWR championship itself, changed hands. Usually, it would be on a Renaissance, on the Revolution X, on PWR's bigger events for the big belt. But now, Suplex Sunday showed that you better not miss any event because you will have a new PWR champion at the end of the event. That's a possibility now. Before, we only saw the PHX Championship change hands in PWR Live. That's the extent of a title change we have in PWR Live. But now, even the PWR Championship itself has higher stakes now. PWR Live, as a brand, has now expanded. So if you are on the mindset of saying, Oh, it's just PWR Live. It's going to be the same top guy when we come to Terminus or when we come to Revolution X. La da 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 da, blah di da di da. Well, you're wrong, man. So you better watch every PWR event you can. And big things are coming your way to PWR. I assume that is for certain right now. New champion, new rules, new era of PWR. Coming into Terminus. Some early predictions for Terminus. Right now, as of this recording, I have no freaking clue what the matchup is except for the Path of Gold. So, any early bets for me in the Path of Gold? Why, yes, sir, I do. I feel that it will be... uh, The winner won't be from the announced list of Mr. C. That's so far so good what I can tell you. Maybe we'll see Panzer winning the Path of Gold to get that top spot off. And maybe be the number one contender when he uses it at Revolution X. 
or hell maybe uses it as early as Vendetta 2016. Oh, 2017. Now what am I thinking? Maybe Vendetta will have a returning JDL cast in his rematch clause. Okay, fine. Maybe it's Chris Spanzer winning and casting it in at Revolution X against John Sebastian for them to rekindle their feud. Okay. Um, other things to predict. Well, I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, there is a possible champion versus champion match at Terminus. It's going to be main max, the PHX champion, the man with feelings taking on the PWR champion, the new leak round top dog of the PWR. It's John Sebastian. So the winner of that match, obviously, it's going to be John Sebastian. Um, my, my kooky theory is this. Sebastian wins when Peter Versaza comes in and distracts Main Max. And Sebastian wins and they double team on Main Max. So yeah, so much, so, so far so good for Main Max celebrating his friend's, uh, you know, win at PWR Live because he's going to get his butt kicked afterwards anyway by his former Royal Flushmates for being, you know, being a man of having too much feelings. Having too much feelings will hurt you, Max. Trust me on that. And that's about it for my very, very short and very long-winded PWR Live Suplex Sunday review. On behalf of Channel 14, I would like to remind you guys to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Channel 14 on the YouTube. Please do not forget to follow us on the Twitter. That's at CH14. Yes, that's at CH14. We also have that Google Plus page. Maybe, maybe we do, maybe we do not. Do not forget to also click, download, and listen to our other shows. Um, that's TWL, Third World Linux. That's Ajao uh, and AJ. And I heard they're going to do an invasion soon. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to be ready for that. They better try invading me this time. I'm ready for that invasion, baby. Uh, we will also have Radio Norm. It's currently on a se- mid-season break, but I heard it's going to be coming back strong by Christmas season. I hope. No pressure, Norm. And check out our other shows like Bodega Nights. I'm also there sometimes. And that's it. Peace. And if you reached this part, this is the off-tangent segment, reminding you that you have reached a very irrelevant segment of Jobber Talk. What else can I say right now? Well, it's a Saturday. I should be having more hours of sleep instead of worrying about a certain international economic affair kind of meeting in Latin America that's happening this weekend. Yeah, I said it. Something is happening in Latin America this weekend that is probably of economic relevance to my country, to your country, and to everyone's other countries if you're part of the 21 economies. Uh, what else is new? Um, Christmas is almost near. So guys, if you are my friend, if you like me, I don't think you like me, but if you are interested... Yes, I will uh, be having 
a wish list in my multiply.com site so you can check out what I want for my Christmas wish list. Oh wait, multiply.com's down already? Oh shit.